Hey everyone, welcome to Boca de Gallo, the driviest podcast on the internet. Muy driviente. Driviente. We are doing this from my car. Yes. As I'm driving, as we're driving home from Code Geass, Lelouch of the Resurrection, which we just saw in Edina, in Minnesota. Let me let me start this off with one thing. The person next to me seemed very surprised when Lelouch was resurrected. Not, not you. <laughs> Wait, are you kidding me? No, for real. Like the it's chick, in the trailer. The chick. It's called Lelouch of the Resurrection. I know. I didn't. I didn't actually catch the title screen, but the chick next to me like put her hands up and covered her face, and she's like, "Oh my God, he's back!" Like I just heard As her whisper. As opposed to not. Like I was like, but it's the. Resurrect Lelouch I <laughs> Alright But anyway Okay Uh This is a movie That takes the place Of season 3 Of Code Geass A show That ended just fine And didn't need A season 3 This was Like A This arose From Sunrise Studios The guys who I think made The original ones as what I can only guess is like a cash grab slash like based off of just like fan servicey stuff. Yeah. Based on just like bringing in the ge- bringing in the old Code Geass fans. Yeah. And then just showing them Code Geassy shit, and then they pay you money. So, and, and it showed. I think it really showed. Yeah. Because because I didn't get anything. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Uh. Urkel has not seen the original series. I have. Well, I I saw the first season. We like, think a hundred years ago, and then I confused the entire. Literally during the entire movie, I was solely thinking of scenes from another anime about mechs that I enjoy. I mean, you called say Old Noah yeah, Zero, yeah. Uh, and I was like. What happened to the war with the people in, in the Mars and the, the spaceships? And Michael was like, Urkel. Which that's... is the first thing this motherfucker tells me when we stop at Shake Shack afterwards yeah, to get food. I was and like, he turns and goes, but but what about the conflict on Mars? And just the amount of confusion coming from him instantly told me that, oh boy, oh boy did I done fuck up. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, so. Uh, so, to give to give maybe some context yeah, to the show, yeah. Code Geass takes place in the future past, where uh, people with where uh, people have robots called nightmares that they that have been uh, that they use for war, and Britain is being all Britain again and uh, conquering all the brown people. And that includes and Japan. all the white people and all and all the all people just all the colors yeah of people. <laughs> yep so Britain's out there fuck, fucking shit up uh, specifically Japan which they named to Area Eleven and then are super racist and like put put the Japanese aka the Elevens in ghettos and kind of fuck shit up Lelouch leave Britannia uh, crown crown prince. Uh, in exile, living in Japan, goes to a uh, high school. Goes to high school at like the uh, fancy British school. Finds out. Uh, 
what wants revenge against his father for like being a big old dick and gets special powers from a chick he saves named C2 and the powers are called Gios and they give him the ability to give anyone a single command which they will follow no matter what. Uh, kill yourself, fix me a piece of toast, they'll do it. So, have, so not using the toast powers too frequently, he then proceeds to gather a bunch of Japanese people together and uh, under the guise of a freedom fighter named Zero and then reclaim the world. And then there's a bunch of like space, meta, quantum, realmy, dimension-y bullshit that happens in season two, but that's kind of the gist of it. Those are really the only beats that you need to know, because even if you knew the rest of the story, I don't think you could understand what the fuck this movie was was dishing it's, out, because I couldn't either. It's a mech anime with mind-bendy powers. That is exactly what the show is. Yeah, that's and the one. I believe that we described it as coming out as severely okay. Yep, I mean... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a very apt description of both of our opinions. Um... And it's not... It, I can't really pin it down to one specific thing that made it okay. It was just... Literally everything about the movie was just okay. You know? Like, do you agree with that? Yeah. Like, there just wasn't anything remotely... Uh, like, extremely interesting about, yeah. the, about any part of the movie. So, starting off open up to a picture of all of our favorite Code Geass friends uh, in a cafe called called this called like like Cafe Zero Two and it's you know it's everyone Electric and, Boogaloo. and they're all just hanging out and <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, cafe, cafe Zero, Zero Two, two Electric Boogaloo. Yeah yeah for sure. <laughs> so they're all just you know hanging out and doing the goofs and haha don't you didn't you miss us? Slamau and then we uh, cut to C2, who is walking around with like uh, like a spaced out Lelouch. And then we just follow them around and we see that Lelouch is just like zoned out and just like not there mentally. So we, this is surprising because we were led to believe at the end of season two that Lelouch as the final symbol of having the Empire overthrown took his father's place and then organized his own uh, assassination publicly so that he was so that so that with him the Britannian Empire died and the world could have peace so now it turns out Lelouch is alive surprise and surprise so we just kind of follow them around for a little while until they get to the Middle East so now from the very get-go of this movie they they want to get you in with like the hook which is like which is obviously how did Lelouch survive that's the hook that they try to bring you in with right that, that's the main plot hook now they do not answer this until like the 20 minute mark the 30 minute mark something like that I think so and they and and they and all the and all we get for this payoff, this giant payoff that we've all been waiting for, for literal years, this thing, this thing was announced in like 2016 or 17, I was in college for sure, gotcha. when this was, when this was, 
when this was uh, first announced, was that he inherited immortality powers from his dad. That was it. Daddy-o passed him down the old spirit spunk, and he got <coughs> it, and now he's immortal. That's God, it. what a... Wow. What a excellently written what a thing. What a severely okay <laughs> way to explain it. Okay, we got this plot hole, Jim. How are we going to take care of it? His dad was immortal, right? Yeah. yeah fuck it. Uh, when Daddy-o died, now Lelouch is immortal. Oh, I like that. Why didn't he go to, like any of his other kids. Yeah, that's a good point. He's got a lot of siblings. Yeah, in fact, Charles was known for, like, like a pork in the pink slot a lot with a bunch of different women and, like, having a bunch of bastard children. That, that's, like... Pork in the pink slot? <laughs> yeah. I... That's, oh. That's a, that's a grimy way to say that. Yeah, yeah, for God sure. damn. How about, how about, uh... Manhandle the ham candle for jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, that a, wow. That is a new I, one for me. That, I cannot take credit for it, but it makes me laugh every time. Manhandle the Man, pork candle. No, manhandle the ham candle. Ham candle? Ham candle? <laughs> Alright. Alright. Yep. <laughs> So he's got all of these bastard kids. And but for, but I guess because Alush already had Gias powers, therefore he was it. He gets I'm, I'm more powers. I, I'm calling horseshit because yeah. he's not even the oldest child. No. And there's like and and he wasn't the youngest child. He was just he was in the middle. Yeah. Maybe uh, this maybe this whole series was built up to fight back for middle children because they feel forgotten by the. That's world. probably it. That's, that's the probably that's it. the overarching plot. Uh, oh, what a what a ridiculous plot! What yep. a ridiculous thing to put in an anime. So now they're just like big chilling in the Middle East for a while. Big chilling. And uh, people fighting against uh, a nation who isn't Israel slash Pakistan, but is kind of Israel slash Pakistan. Like it is. <laughs> yeah, and. Who have this weird salute where they just kind of like slap themselves in the face, and, and then say and then say some like and, and then say some shit that isn't like th- that would be racist of me to call a little weird sounding, but it's a little and like I don't think that that's a language that it, that really exists. Sounds pretty weird to me. They just, I'll throw it out there. I'm gonna say that they just made up a language that sounded Middle Eastern. It's a namby pamby bunch of bullshit yep. so I can say it sounds weird. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Ain't nobody alive that can tell me different. <laughs> <laughs> so they kind of fuck around in there, uh, kidnap a few of the important characters, then they want to get him back. Lelouch gets his mind brought back from from a sea world, from sea's world, which is from Sea World. Yeah, from Sea World. Did Shamu take his real his brain? Yes. That was it. Shamu, give it back. Shamu, <laughs> no, he needs you just that sounded, brain. You sounded really like concerned. Shamu, no. Shamu, no. Friends, so, if you eat the brain, it'll be too fatty. You'll get fat. Shamu, no. Shamu, no. Sorry. Continue. Uh, uh, Lelouch's brain comes back from Sea World. Yeah. Uh, he goes back to uh, retake his sister. Uh, Nanali, who's been kidnapped, and we go, and we, uh, and, and we fight the guys, and there's another chick who has 
who also has Gias, only it's really fucking broken, and yeah. her ability is that she can rewind time whenever she dies by, like, six hours about. Yep. So... So, she's, yeah. like, known as, like, a prophet in their land. Uh, so, it's, it's great. Every time that her her militaristic uh, group fucks up the defense of her castle, she just blows her brains out, and they start again six hours earlier. I would like to point out that she actually blows her trachea out. She yeah, shot herself in the neck every time, which I don't think is lethal. No, it sounds like it would take so long Does for you to bleed out. Does it not trigger on death? Does it just trigger on, like, trigger on neck? Or, like, it triggers no, on... Like, yeah, she'll probably die from this. Fuck it, let's go yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rewind that shit. Yeah, she shot herself. It, yep. it counts. You want to finish off it? The, uh, by finish it, I mean off the plot? It's the plot. So, during this big old battle, uh, Lelouch and his... Uh, he's got, he's got like, some Sherlock in him. He's, he's got... He's, like, a brilliant tactician kind of man. Uh, so he eventually kind of figures out... Uh, through trial and error that um, the main uh, princess bad girl chick has uh, has this Gias and he just starts trying different plans uh, over and over again uh, you know because the the timeline keeps resetting because the chick keeps on dying did we ever figure out why how he could make progress because for him, through. it was a continuous stream of events he experienced it as. So he would, so so he would, so he would get each plan successively foiled, and so each plan was based around the idea of what one of his guesses on what her power was. Oh. And so each time, it, each time it was foiled, that was that was the check saying that wasn't her power. Okay, that one wasn't her power either, because. Because if it was, the, then this attack would have succeeded. But it got foiled again. But how, so did, therefore, how did he check things off of the list? Did he remember... Did he understand the fact that, like, he had already fought this battle before? No, he did not. But he... But, like, the same battle kept... Kept, uh, progressing. So we'd move, like, 15 minutes forward. And then... Oh. And, then he, and, and then he'd make an attack. And... She would she would see the attack, rewind it, and then those same fifteen minutes would pass. Except that oh, this time the attack God. was countered. Oh, okay. So therefore, if you look at the final timeline, it's it progresses all the way through. It all progresses of his all attempts. the way through every single scenario that he tries, oh. with them being successively foiled one by one by one. Okay, that makes more sense. And so therefore, so he didn't he didn't know that he was being rewound, but to him, it was one contiguous stream of events. Yeah. All right. So, so Lelouch essentially makes a, a compilation of all the different uh, uh, ideas that he has for what kind of Gios power she has, uh, and then tries out a bunch of scenarios to narrow it down. He finally gets it down to two, and decides that the right call is to just go bust up into her room and go like, hey, I have the same Gios power as you. Surprise, uh, and then it's kind of like, well, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Yeah. Well, I'll show me yours if you show me mine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you show me mine, I'll show. Uh, and they they kind of go back and forth, and Lelouch tricks her, and 
uh, figures out what her power is, and then dooms her to a fate worse than death, which nap. is uh, which nap. is just a nap that will last long enough that she won't be able to go back in time, and then he just blows her up. <laughs> yep. uh, so that means she's caught in an infinite six-hour loop of sleeping for six hours and then getting blown the fuck up. Uh, yeah. So that's that's her life now. Uh, and so basically, uh, possibly after a couple iterations of this, her brain does what uh, Lelouch's mom's brain does, spoiler alert, in, in the original series, and just goes and chills in Sea's world. Oh. After yeah, that's she, how she ended up a, there. A, after she dies. Oh, okay. So her brain just gives up. I, I would assume. Otherwise, because, like, she's just done looping then yeah. a, after some point. Yeah, so, because Because she's in the quote-unquote afterlife now. Okay. But she doesn't want to move on and join the collective unconsciousness, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So, and then, uh, C2, <clears throat> whose entire plot arc was that she she had originally been given a gias by the person who eventually made her into the immortal person. And, and her gias was that she could get other people to love her unconditionally. But it eventually... But Gios gets more powerful each time it's used until it eventually got so powerful that she just, like... Everyone loved her, but she knew it was just fake and that no one actually... Because her Gios made it. And th- oh, so therefore... That's what I'm so therefore, the uh, nun who originally gave her Gios powers was like, haha, bitch, uh, stabbed her through the heart and was like, yeah, now you have to take my immortality or you die. So, C2 had progressed far enough in the Gios powers. Look, go into the deep lore of this shit. I'm just going to talk, assuming y'all yeah. know what the fuck is up. Do it! So, C2 had progressed far enough in her Gios powers that she can now give them up to claim other chicks' immortality. So now C, so now C2 is immortal, but never had someone love her. And then was, and then was uh, persecuted as a witch, uh, like, shot many times, burned at the stake a couple times. And she still feels the pain, she just lives through it. Yep. Which blows. Big and time. Now, and all this to find someone who would actually truly love her unconditionally. And then this ends with Lelouch coming up and being like, Yo, uh, I'm not good here. How about I join you? Call me L2. And, and then... And then your whole body cringes into such a small area that a tiny black hole is created, destroying the movie theater. Yep. Yep. You just implode inward on yourself. Yep. The assumption being that now C2 has found the person who will love her unconditionally. It's Lelouch. They can be immortal friends together and then just, like, bang ferociously for the rest of time. Just literally forever. Yep. Like, until time ends. Yep. So, yeah. That was kind of the rough movie. Now, yeah. I know that neither of us liked this shit. But let's start with the positives. What did you like about it? Uh, I thought the character design was really good. Uh, like, visually, my favorite parts were a lot of, like, the military uniforms and, like, the faces and body structures of a lot of the characters were really interesting. Like, not normal choices. Uh, 
like there's they, some lanky motherfuckers yeah, in that cast. Yeah, like they, they, it was just very original with the way that it built its characters. Um, I really liked um, Lelouch's voice actor, and I mean, there's a bunch of really good voice actors in there. Like the the voice actor that plays Sasuke in the English dub of uh, Naruto is there, and who the was voice he? yeah. That's the voice actor, the dude who plays Zero Number Two. Suzaku. Suzaku. What's his name? Suzaku. Suzaku, gotcha. Yeah, Suzaku Kururugi. I'm not gonna try. Zero Number Two. Kururugi. No, that is definitely Sasuke. Sosuke Bosuke. What else? There was one more. Uh, the prison warden guy. I know I recognize him from, like, a million things. Okay. Um, but, yeah. No, there's a bunch of really high-class voice actors in in the English dub version, which is the version we watched. Yep. Um, uh, so I, I always really enjoy that, and I thought a lot of them did a really good job. Uh, and then... Finally... Um, I thought some of the mechs looked really nice. Um, some of them looked just, like, awful. But, like, there was a handful of them that looked pretty good. Uh, That's the thing. Oh, my God. It bothered me so much. If you're gonna be, like, fanservice-y and be like, Yo, here's some fucking Code Geass. The, uh, Gurren Mark V and, and, uh, Lancelot didn't even get deployed until, like, the back third of the movie. Yeah. Otherwise, it was just, it was just generic soldier mechs that people were driving and then getting the shit kicked out of them inside. Like, give me the Gurren, give me the fucking, like, the, like, the, the stuff I want. Yeah. No, like, as a avid enjoyer of mech anime, I was rather disappointed with most of the mech work in the movie, like, just, like... They all felt very unoriginal and just kind of bleh, you know. It suffers from the one thing that I I tend to not enjoy in in mech a lot of mech anime, where like the the enemies will have a single mech that every single one of them uses, except for like the four named characters. Yeah, and like I. They missed a giant opportunity. There is a main bad guy in this movie that has a basically basic-ass garbage-looking mech, which is the general for for the... the uh, Generalissimo. Yeah, Generalissimo. Which, I, is he Italian? Wait, we're in the Middle East. Why is he Generalissimo? I have no idea. That's an Italian thing, isn't it? I assume so. It sounds Italian. It sounds hella Italian. Very. But, like... It gets to him, and he's being built up as this big old badass, and he's even got, like, this field nickname that other people are calling him, and then it he gets... Was like, he was, like, the brown shitter or something. Yeah, he was, was like the brown the, curtain or something. The brown bull, was it? Yeah, I think it was the brown bull. That sounds Yeah, it's right. something like that. Uh, also for the podcast, uh, we're, we're passing the best-named restaurant ever, which is just My Dong Garden. And currently, the garden is out of LED, so it just says, My Don. This is a Chinese restaurant. There's, there's just a Chinese restaurant that says My Dog on it. Yep. And you know what? 
I am not ashamed to say that I find that hilarious. <laughs> but anyway, thank you for sharing. With yeah, those. no, back back You're to a the brave man, dude. I do my best. Uh, going back to it, like we get to uh, Generalissimo's mech, and it's just this brown, slightly larger than the other basic bitch enemy mechs. It's got some machine guns on it. That's the whole thing. It's lame as fuck. <laughs> but yeah, that out of the things that I liked, there was a couple of uh, mechs that I thought was really good. Um, the main princess chick's brother, his mech was super cool. It had a bunch of the little king. Yeah, right? yeah, the king. Uh, it had uh, some some doodads on it that were really interesting. Some some shields that were on tentacles that he used to block some stuff. Uh, he had like a, a scimitar, which was pretty cool. It wasn't even like lasery or anything. He literally just had a large metal scimitar. <laughs> he had a large ass scimitar. Like, you think you think this is gonna be some Gundam shit with some beam weapons? But no, this guy's just got a big old metal sword. Yeah, a lot of this, a lot of the base troops just have like machine guns and missiles. It's yeah. not... We don't have, like, laser cannons on it or anything. Until we get to the very advanced, yeah. like, main character mechs. Yeah, those all have fancy gear on them. Um, but yeah, what did you like about it, Michael? I... As someone who liked Code Geass quite a bit, but was a little younger when I watched it, uh, and has since tried to, like go back and watch it again and enjoyed it a lot less the second time. Mm-hmm. I... There were, like... It... I, I get that it was trying to cater to me, but, like, that's okay sometimes. There were a few cool moments, you know, Lelouch doing his Gios orders thing. That was... That Always was, good. Yep, that was good. There... You had some, like, I don't know, some funny moments with Lloyd the Earl. Uh just being Lloyd. He was a good character. Yep. And, I don't know, just, like, some stuff that was, some stuff that was good, but, like, a lot of it, while not specifically bad, was just very uninspiring. Big time. I think I'm just, and now going into criticisms yeah. already, it's I so guess. It's so hard to not, just kind of, like, fade into them. Yeah. It... Kind of going off that Lloyd thing, I feel like a lot of the side characters were all, like, very cookie-cutter anime characters. Sure. Uh, that were just worse than most of their similar counterparts. You know, like, for, for Lloyd, there's plenty of better, like, nerd, quirky characters out there that could beat him. I'm trying to think of... Uh, the main one that I'm thinking of. What nerd character beats him? Because I feel like he just wasn't, like... He was so basic. He had some fancy glasses. I think that was was his cool bit. Uh, I enjoyed that. But, like... I don't know. Like, a lot of the side characters just felt kind of, like, uninspired, I guess. Yeah. The other thing is that, if you remember from the show, uh, this... Code Geass has some pretty egregious fan service in it, just like as far as the girls go. Yep. And there was a part where uh, 
or a Karen. It's not, her name's not Karen. I definitely just called her Karen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carl. I Carly? What the fuck is her name? <laughs> Carlito? Uh, yeah, fuck, red haired chick palette oh, of, yeah. of, of the Gurren. Yes. She, where she like slips into this, where she like slips into this uniform, and in like probably where 80% of the budget went in the most ridiculously realistic tit physics I've ever seen. I would say the most ridiculously unrealistic tit physics. Really? Dude, like, she put it on, and it was just, like, it was way too much. It was well, way it was, too much. Well, it was actually what... It was too bouncy. Well, it, it looked like someone with triple Ds trying to pull on a skin-tight outfit over their tits. Well, and, like... Kind of. They got, like, pushed up, and then they, yeah, like, Yeah, but, like, if they back. were skin-tight, why would they jiggle so much? That's not how skin-tight suits Well, they didn't work. jiggle as much. They just, like, Dude, got, like... Dude, they were fucking flopping all over the place. <laughs> no, no, they got, like, it? put together and up, and then it was, like, whacked her in the face. <laughs> and then... Okay. They... There was un... Either way, there was, like... Too much of, focus on the tit There jiggle. was, like, a ton of thought and effort that went into this woman's tits. And it was, like... And we all just looked at each other, and we just... We just rolled our yeah, eyes at that there like, and just... Come on, guys. Man, like I, there is a there is confirmed exposed titty in in yes. this show. We yes. th- th- we had a there was a major nip slip. It isn't. It, it, it wasn't. It, this is in fact categorized as as hentai now. I'm yeah. sorry. Welcome to Broken Agayo, the hentaiest podcast on the internet. If we did like a hentai sometime. That would be interesting because I know some of them have like plot. Yeah. Maybe. Let me show you something called the Gentleman's Hentai Club. What is that? Which is a which is a video review uh, style review of, of of a hentai. It's by Jesse Cox and someone else. Where uh, they couldn't put it on YouTube because they actually just show the they actually just show <laughs> the entire show, basically. But it's literally just like a clip by clip review of La Blue Girl, which is a hentai from like the '90s or '80s, something like that. It's really fucking funny. That sounds like a I will show. Oh my god, I'll show it to you sometime. But, anyways, uh, which is also weird because like, let's let's bring it back to the exposed titty moment. Uh, Why yes. was she in the bath naked with her brother, giving him a little rub down? Because nothing says super <laughs> creepy, weird, royal brother and sister. Than being naked around each other. Okay. It is a, it's, it's, it's a trope. It is definitely an established trope that that Game of Thrones. Do, I was going to say, do you think brought, that Game of Thrones started that? It, brought, it did not start it, but the whole weirdly sexual relationship between brother and sister in uh, moments of like king and queenly power. I feel like has happened many, many times before. Are they to blame for why there's all this fucking incest porn running around? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I blame, I, I blame Game of Thrones. Dude, big time. Okay. They're the scourge. Okay. Game of Thrones <laughs> is a scourge. Yep. Upon my good Christian Minecraft servers. Upon my good Christian Minecraft servers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> other issues I had. There, like. 70% is, is very hyperbolous, but 
too much of this show was CG. Yeah. There was way too much of this movie that was CG, and so it was much. unpleasant to look at because it was badly done CG too. Michael, do you want to talk about the difference between CG and not CG, quick? Yeah. Like, what do you mean sure. when you say CG? Because, like, until recently, I didn't really know. Because I know you talked about CG and stuff, and until I like sat down and yeah. like, looked at it, like, oh, that part is CG. Sure. Um, C- CG is very. You can see it when it happens, and but it's a uh, but but it's tough to talk about. Yeah. It's not tough to describe. I'd say you can tell something is C- CG when when the art style suddenly goes away from something that looks like it was drawn in some kind of art over to something that looks like it was pre-rendered in a video game. Yeah. It okay. looks it looks like sprites flying around. Characters their 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 faces suddenly become like they lose a lot of detail. You lose a bunch of stuff. You can you can definitely see what CG versus not CG looks like and maybe I'll like get a couple examples of CG versus like and just like post them up on the Facebook or something well, just to just show like put side by side pictures of uh, a Miyazaki film and Knights of Cydonia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the entire thing of Knights of Cydonia yeah, is made is CG. It's CG. That's yeah. really yeah, when it starts looking like some Knights of Cydonia up in this bitch, it's CG and it never looks good. It it oh. will occasionally look acceptable, but yeah. it, it's never looked good before. Oh big no. So some other shit that that uh kind of went wrong with this what else can I say I just I'm not sure like what to rag on this is I don't think we need to do like that we need to do like a formal art corner or anything like that yeah but, like what the uh yeah no more, more I guess that, not. let's just talk about probably like the not not oh. intentionally but like I have but like the low-key fucking funniest point in this show or, or movie oh when, god uh, so when uh that when fights ended they have just beaten everyone um generalissimo generalama surrenders and then it was there is the hardest cut just to the hardest cut actually it to the dead-ass sun rising from the Lion King. I'm convinced it's the same image. They just fucking ripped it. I, I am... Straight I, off. You would not surprise me if you just told me, yeah, they actually just jacked that right from the Lion King. Like, the exact sunrise, where you just expect to hear someone going, Like, and there's sun rising, and everyone in the theater busted a gut. It was just so random and the most obvious, like, and we won! We did it! Land of the Rising Sun, go Japan! Fucking. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Just like, the, just the least subtle shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was. And, it was rough. Uh, and it was like such an abrupt change. Like, it looked. It zooms in on the face of. El, El Capitan, and, <laughs> and he goes like, oh, 
the, the battle is over, we have lost. And then, without a moment of of of, of like space, frame it just to frame, cut straight to this Lion King looking ass uh, sunrise. And I don't know why I found it so funny, but I was laughing for two scenes past it. Yeah. It was just it was just something about Chocolate. the timing. It just it just hit me the right way, and ooh, I. Mm. I, I got a hoot and a half out of that. No, I have to I have to say, Michael, I, I will raise a competitor for the best part of the entire movie. Hit me. Uh, which was the end credits. Um, <laughs> because they had a song where the lyrics to the chorus were like, Revive, 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 I am now living again. Revive. <laughs> Revive, it was revive. the most on-the-nose like, shit. Like, yes. Oh, my God. Yes, Koki, yes, yes, I understand that you revived one of your characters. I understand. Revive, revive. Like, no. Stop. I, oh. am, I don't, You don't need to do this right also, now. Also, sorry for energy levels are kind of low. This is kind of like Boca de Gallo, the sleepiest podcast yeah, on the internet. it's getting there. It is. We're getting to loopy we sleepy. Are, we are old men who yeah. cannot stay up late anymore. I woke up at 6 this morning. So did I. Yeah, see, it's it's now like it's 1030. 10.30. It's sleep time. It is hella sleep time. Yeah. Uh, another awesome point in the movie was when uh, the sound designer thought that um, picky uh, musicians wouldn't watch his movie, so they, they decided to just take the same footstep sound and put it like seven times in a row without any kind of effects or volume automation on it. So it was just like click, 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 click. Uh, and it's like hard to like make that seem like a giant gripe. But if you notice it, it takes you any small bit of immersion that this that this movie had you in just exploded out of the water if you hear that shit it's like the most un it was the most unnatural sounding shit ever they apparently couldn't even afford like a cat with a pair of tap shoes and someone holding a microphone up to them <laughs> to maybe like record a different loop of people walking like the like, holy artist so just... like yeah, th- th- there wasn't one. They just like uh, th- th- they went. I think they just like went to YouTube and typed in like "sound of people walking." Dude, I have fucking done that for film scoring uh, projects before, and you can do that without having it sound like shit. Okay. Like so, like this guy really did not give a he fuck. Deliberately took the same footstep sound, matched it up to seven footsteps in a row. And then just didn't do anything else. Like, you... So he just, like, took the default in, like, Adobe Premiere. Yes. And then just, like... And then just used that. It, it was also the sound of heeled shoes walking on concrete while they were all standing on a rug. <laughs> uh, which <laughs> I is didn't an, notice that. Which is oh, an added great. bonus to, to it because it Their wasn't... Their shoes are all fucking, like, still, like, like, stiletto heels and they're just cutting through the rug. Yeah, alright, alright, you got me no. there. No, no, of course they were. <laughs> knives on their shoes. Oh, oh man. 
God. This, oh man, this is, this is going to be a very weird podcast. This will either, I have no indication of, how, of whether or not we're actually being interesting right now. Because this will either go down history as like one of the shittiest Boca de Gallos because we're so loopy and out of it. Or like, or, or like a sleeper hit a la like Game Grumps Yoshi's Cookie. Yeah, or we're going to have to like start recording all of the episodes, but only when we're this tired. Oh, please, God, no. I can't. <laughs> this is taking all of my brain function right now. Yeah. I'm totally fine. I can tell my life story. All right, yeah. go for it. At age six, I was born without a face. face. <laughs> <laughs> good old, good old Game Grumps reference. Sure. If you haven't seen it, after you finish listening to this podcast, go ahead and tab over to YouTube. Just type in Great Game Grumps Yoshi's Cookie. They are entirely sleep deprived, and they do some it's funny. It's like shit. three or four a.m. in the morning for them, yeah. and they just like. But anyways, anyways, back to promoting our stuff. Yeah, Urkel, hit them with the socials. Yeah, you know what? We are both. We are on Facebook uh, and Twitter. Yep. Uh, again, we don't have a Tumblr because we're too raunchy for Tumblr. We are. They won't let us on. Um, this is Boku de Gallo, and that is B O K U U space D E space G A L L O, just like it is in, on the title of the podcast that you're listening oh, to. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. They probably don't need to know how to spell <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I, they think, got, I think if they found us now, they, they can got find this us again. Part. Yeah, so it's our name at Facebook, and then. Just Boku Gaio. Um, that, that's the handle on Twitter. On you Twitter, can find yeah. us probably by searching Boku de Gaio Okay. On there as well. Yeah, but I like, doubt that's a very popular thing searched yeah. on on, uh, on Twitter. Um, but yeah, you can uh, if you have friends that uh, are into anime, make sure to let them know you can hear this podcast just about everywhere. Yep. Uh, just uh, I have, and if there's a place that you want to listen to it that you haven't found it yet, let me know and I will try to get RSS feed uploaded to there too. It is very easy for most places, but like otherwise, we are everywhere. Find us if you're listening to us on iTunes. Drop us a five star review, maybe. That'd be yeah. really cool of you. We appreciate those. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. And uh, if you're gonna show this to a friend, don't show them this episode. Show them one of the earlier yeah, episodes. Yeah, show one of the nicely recorded yeah, ones where it's not in a car and yeah. <laughs> the hosts are just loopy as shit. Also, just remember because. We have a small following right now. It means if you suggest an anime, there's like a really high chance we'll watch it. Yeah, because like I, I've gotten a suggestion for No Game No Life. Yeah. And that, and that was like the only one that's been dropped so far. So we might need to do that one coming up in the future. Oh yeah. <clears throat> we gotta so, give the people what they want. So now, as a special bonus for listening to the end of this podcast, not tuning off, we're gonna give you a special sneak preview on what episode 5 is going to be. Like, what the show is. Because oh, we yeah. haven't spoiled it yet on social medias. We haven't. Nope. Unless we have. And I'm being really dumb. I don't think we have. I'm going to assume that we haven't. What do you think? Should I... Hit should, him with should, it. Should I give him a little... Hit him with the spice. Give him a little tasty treat? Spice it up. Spice it up. The show that we're doing for episode 5 is the illustrious, the famous Your Lie in April. The Ooh. show on Netflix... That is, has like more light saturation than staring directly into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fairly certain that it is equivalent. 
this show to just bleaching your retina out. I do believe this, so. That is the, it is the a brightest very bright show I've ever show. seen. But we yeah. went from darker than black to, to lighter than to light. To lighter than light. <laughs> yeah. We made it there. Nailed it. <laughs> fist bump as I almost swerve off the road. Yeah, fist bump good. For, for crashes. Woo. All right, so thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you Bye. much. Salsa heroes. Salsa heroes. Whatever. Yes. You, whatever. Whatever you are. Tomato uh, boys. I hope that this gets uploaded after that episode drops. Otherwise, that joke is not going to make any sense. Oh yeah. But we just. Oh shit. Either either it's gonna either it's gonna go up, and they're gonna be like, oh boy, the next episode is your lie in April, or it's oh no wait the. I, just, I'm being dumb. Just put up just just put up the one. Before this first. Right? Yeah, there you go. Cool. There you go. If you if if Urkel did it in the right order, then you will know what we're talking about. Yeah. If not, yell at me on social media. Please. I I am a I am a criticism sponge. I suck it up. Yep. Uh, and become and, and shield it from my precious little baby boy ears. Yes. Otherwise, I would just go in a quarter and cry. I suck <laughs> it up and become slowly disgusting. But like, you're not gonna buy a new one of me because like, <laughs> who buys new sponges? Who buys just, new Urkel? You just kind of like keep using the same gross sponge until it's like way too I, gross, and then. I think that we buy sponges. Nah. Well, nah, you don't, liar. Yeah, no. Uh,